Welcome to Man Shopping with Stacy, where it's my mission to help other singles like me find more joy and happiness in each day as it is right now. I'm your host, Stacy Weimer, and thanks so much for listening to episode 33, The 12 Days of Christmas. This is my second Christmas episode ever, and I'm sticking with my theme of traditional Christmas carols. I have in front of me the original lyrics to The 12 Days of Christmas. And what I have done is just a little bit of a riff. I have created my own lyrics and I'm going to share them with you. I will not be singing as that would not be enjoyable for anyone, but I am going to try to rhyme and get through the lyrics and hopefully you can find some of this stuff entertaining, funny, or relatable as it may pertain to your single life as well. I hope. As I always do, keep it real with you guys. I'm going to tell you right now, it's about a quarter till nine on Tuesday night. This is about as late as I ever get a podcast episode to my audio genius, Alex, um, for my Friday drop, right? So here's the deal. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram or social media, you'll know that I was in DC all week for my day job, for my real job, you know, the one that pays the bills. And then I flew my daughter out for the weekend and we had a freaking fantastic, wonderful time. And we got home late Sunday night and yesterday was day one, really, really officially on the job with my new pharmaceutical gig. And I am like playing catch up. You guys know how it is when you're gone out of town for work or whatever. Like I am a super type A, uh, very regimented kind of person. I usually have my luggage emptied, my laundry going, my makeup put away, my toiletries all back in their place, like within a few minutes of being home. And that is just not the case right now. My house feels like a disorganized wreck. Um, I feel kind of under the gun to like get things going for work. And the podcast has unfortunately kind of like slipped to the wayside this week. And I hate it when that happens because I really do try to put a lot of thoughtful consideration into the messages that I speak into this microphone because I think it matters. And, um, So I'm going to do my best to make a meaningful episode out of the very rough draft outline that I have. But you, I've got to tell you, like I'm feeling a little bit creative. I went out with a girlfriend tonight to a miracle pop-up bar. And if you're not from Kansas City, I know that these miracle pop-up bars are nationwide, um, very over-the-top Christmas decorated events, uh, a lot of fun. And I came home thankfully, feeling pretty inspired. So (laughs) here we go. I am going to start with some lyrics that should be very familiar to everyone. On the first day of Christmas, my ex-love gave to me my first year of bad debt free. (laughs) That's my rhyme. (laughs) For real. Um, With divorce typically comes financial loss for everyone. 
there's always um, (laughs) something to lose, right? We've got a house that we have to share equity with. We have alimony to pay. We have child support, um, shared, you know, accounts that get split up fairly, inequitably, whatever. Um, I'll tell you, I was a big fat loser in both divorces. I can't say big fat, but I I definitely did not come out on top. Let me tell you that. So for all of you out there who are a little resentful, like I still am, about the money side of things, um, I hope for you um, that you, after some time and separation, can say the same thing. My first year of bad debt free. I mean, I did get to walk away with some equity in a house. Thankfully, I was able to purchase a house. Thankfully, I have talked about this on a couple of other episodes that one of my favorite things about being single is being financially single. (laughs) I like being in charge of my own finances. And for me, I'm in a better spot. And I know that I'm lucky to be able to say that, but it's because of my own choices and decisions and accomplishments, quite frankly. My career has taken off since I've been single. Um, I've been able to make wise choices with my money. So when I say bad debt-free, that's what I mean. I mean credit cards, like savings, crappy situations, things like that are are better. So that, my friends, is something to sing about in my mind. So I am going to move along to on the second day of Christmas, my ex-love gave to me a sense of love. That's in replace of two turtle doves, okay? So a sense of love. I like to think as I look back on both of my past marriages, uh, past meaningful relationships in my life, I can still look back on my loves and feel a sense of love, if that makes sense. I'm finally to that point. Obviously, um, time heals a lot. And wounds get easier. And I am at that spot where I feel like I can finally appreciate each man in my past as far back as I can remember in a loving way. That includes both of my ex-husbands and all of my previous boyfriends. Doesn't mean that I, you know, don't feel hurt anymore or don't have, um, you know, like little tinges of regret or wished that things had gone different or that I had made different choices or had been treated differently or whatever. But a sense of love is a sense of love. And there's a reason why these men were in my life and I have a fond appreciation for all of them. And in the context of this song and these lyrics, I am specifically talking about my ex-husbands. 
You know, I try to focus in this podcast on divorce and healing and moving forward and dating and making a new life for yourself and for your children, if your life includes kids. So in this context, a sense of love, absolutely. My first husband, we kind of grew up together in a lot of ways. We were young when we got married. We were figuring things out. He gave me my daughter, the biggest gift of them all. I love him for that. Dearly. My second ex-husband breaks my heart because I love him dearly too. Uh, Deep, profound, sad kind of love. But love, not nonetheless, right? So even with the sadness and the very, very, very hard lessons that I've learned with both men... I definitely still have a sense of love for both of them. And isn't that what makes the world go round? Isn't that what we hope to take away from our relationships and interactions with other human beings on the planet? I'm glad to be able to say that I can walk away from both of those marriages still feeling a sense of love. Moving on to the third line. A crystal clear lens for three French hens. Crystal clear lens is what I have for my own future. (laughs) I see things almost through rose-tinted glasses. Like I see a beautiful crystal clear future for myself and for my daughter. Very, very grateful for that. I can see through this crystal clear lens because I've put a tremendous amount of time and thought into what I want my life to look like. I don't have all the answers for the first time ever. I don't have a plan. (laughs) Like I am an analytical, methodical planner and I don't know what next year brings, or where I'm going to be 10 years from now. So when I say a crystal clear lens, what I really mean by that is that I can see a bright, beautiful, healthy, happy future that I'm creating for myself. It's no longer blurred and muddy and scary and like um, obstructed with doubt and concern and fear that something tragic is going to happen, that I'm going to be partially responsible for something really ugly, nasty, bad happening. When you live with someone who is out of control um, of their own life, it is terrifying. And one of my biggest concerns at the end of my second marriage was that someone was going to die. Someone in our family, an innocent bystander, someone was going to die and I could not continue to go on day after day being privy to that or being part of that. And um, there is a big sense of relief being detached and not no longer responsible 
for the like scary actions of others. I know that I'm talking in kind of an obscure way, but if you've listened to me talk about things in the past, you're probably trekking along okay. Um, So when I say crystal clear lens, I obviously don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict my future. I can't prevent life from happening. Um, I could definitely experience trauma, death, bad, unfortunate, horrible things. But I am viewing my life through a very rosy, clear lens that I can feel somewhat in control of, optimistic about, and responsible for, like all on my own. That is a very good feeling. Moving on to the fourth verse, for calling birds, that's as much singing as you're probably going to get out of me, Um, only kind words is my rhyme. If you have been through a divorce, I'm going to bet that you may have been the recipient of some ugly, ugly words at some given point in time. Either you suffered from abuse for years, being called names and tormented and broken down, or maybe just at the end, there was some nastiness that uh, was spewed upon you by someone who was very, very pissed off or hurt or broken, right? Well, my friends, when you're alone and not in a relationship, the odds of hearing nasty, horrible, negative talk and having that energy in your life uh, is pretty dismal. So that's a beautiful thing. Only kind words. Now, what can we make of that? A hell of a lot. That's what we can make of that. Because when you fill your life with positive energy and loving, kind people surrounding you, um, life changes. Life changes when you are hearing only kind words. And my hope for you is that you are speaking kind words to yourself. There's so much stuff out there now that we can read about the the way that we think and the words that we use inside our own minds have tremendous impact. So I work really hard on this because we live in a very, very, very judgmental world. And so it's something I work on is what I'm trying to say that I try to surround myself with people who use kind words to me, and I, in turn, try very hard to speak kind words to myself. It's a pretty good way to live. It is also something to sing about. Okay, here's the big one, right? Five gold rings. I am using the lyric, widespread wings. <laughs> sweet, sweet freedom, my friends. I hope you can feel it too. Doesn't it feel good to like fly solo? I just love to feel a sense of freedom and independence. It's remarkable if you embrace it. It really is. You can choose to look 
at being a single person in many different lights, but on a very basic level, you can look at it very negatively that you are not whole without another half, like without your better half or whatever. Like life sucks by yourself and, you know, you have to have someone else to complete you and, uh, you know, we're all meant to have a partner and I believe in those things. But if that's not where you are right now in life, if you haven't found your person, if you're like me and you're riding solo, riding solo, remember that song, Jason Derulo, right? Like if that's you, I hope to impress upon you that having widespread wings is just a beautiful thing. It is something to enjoy It may be short-lived, people. You may find the freaking love of your life around, you know, door number two, like next week. And then there you are, like planning your future and all of that. Like, so soak it up. Enjoy, enjoy the time that you have as a single person. Spread your wings and fly. I mean, seriously. I have, you know, been through a lot, right? I mean, talked like most of these freaking lyrics are kind of well, sad <laughs> but this one this one's to be celebrated um a sense of freedom to be able to make your own choices as an adult especially after a lot of years making decisions as a couple is very very life altering and it can be incredibly positive It's all in your mind. It is a frame of mind, right? It's your own mindset. I mean, in my case, I'm writing like a tell-all book. (laughs) I am producing a worldwide podcast. I am focusing on my pharmaceutical sales career. I'm taking my daughter within reason wherever I want, wherever we want to go on vacations and travel and just living life as fully as I possibly freaking can. I think you should too. Okay, next verse. Six geese laying, a career I'm slaying. Yeah. So interesting dynamic sometimes happens in marriage. Um, in my second marriage, I was fortunate enough to be recruited for a very life-changing career path, if you will. I was recruited by a new company, I don't know, five years ago, and I kind of went out on a limb and was like, I mean, I wasn't really looking for a job, but okay, maybe maybe I'll listen. I was very hesitant to even put myself out there to interview for a job that someone was asking me to interview for. And then I dove in headfirst. And it was the best career decision I had made up until that point. Now, my husband at the time was like, yeah, you go, girl, make us some money, like do it. Sure. Like go get them, tiger. And then I got the job. And then I changed. I morphed into someone who was very, very career oriented. I went from 
kind of being asleep at the wheel. Like my career was kind of on autopilot. Like I enjoyed it. I found satisfaction in it. I was proud of it, but you know, it was kind of like ho-hum. I'm just like doing my job. And then it all shifted and I all of a sudden loved my job. I was working around the clock. I had patients texting me in the evenings. I was scheduling appointments very first thing in the morning, working my tail off, driving all over the city. I mean, relaying story after story of patients that I had helped. I was finding so much gratification in my job that I found my husband was jealous of my happiness. And he displayed it in a lot of overt kind of irritable ways. He was questioning choices I was making. He like, like, why did you drive all the way across the city to do that? And when I would answer, because it's my job, because a physician needed me or a patient required something, like that was just silly. That could have waited. Like that didn't make any sense. Like why would you even do that? Like undermining me. Um, my His pride and excitement and enthusiasm for me to earn more money and experience success kind of morphed into like doubting me and and doubting that I was actually good at what I was doing. Um, He wasn't proud. He was, um, yeah, just like not very supportive at the end of the day. And I didn't really understand it when we were in the middle of it. I battled him on it. Like, ah, well, I mean, I, you know, like I just said, well, I went because I needed to help a patient. But then in the back of my mind was like, I started doubting myself. Like, was that silly of me to like make that drive 45 minutes away? Was that necessary? Was that the right thing to do? Is that what my boss would want me to do? Like, um, that whole like kind of gaslighting mentality started like creeping up even into my work life. Well, that is no longer. I did excel in that job so much so that I got recruited for a a new job and dare I say a a big career advancement and um, a very wise choice in the past few months. Super excited about the career move that I just made in September. I mean, this is new, people. Good things are happening. And guess what? I don't have any doubts. I don't have anyone whispering into my ear that that was stupid of me, you know, to get up early to drive somewhere or to take a text or a phone call after hours because I wasn't really on the clock anymore. I don't have anyone um, undermining my decisions or making me second guess myself or turning their pride and enthusiasm into ridicule. I don't have that anymore. So guess what? I'm excelling. That's what happens when you separate yourself from negativity. I'm going to balance this out with a, a a little side note 
that this was in a really, like what I'm referring to with my career was at a really low point in my marriage. And I don't mean, I never like to get super negative about either of my exes. Um, I was in those relationships too. And I have faults of my own. And some of, uh, you know, what I went through was, you know, it's all two-sided, right? Like it wasn't, I don't want to give like a unbalanced or unfair like viewpoint. So that's my little caveat that what I'm referring to when it came to my career was at the end. I was with that company for almost five years and for the first two or three, all was well, all was good. It was really at the very end that I started um, receiving those kind of negative comments and reactions from my ex. And I believe it was a product of him just being in a really bad spot. So there is my my fair and balanced sidebar. I feel the need to do that as a pharmaceutical representative. You can't you can't just give you know the benefits without uh, weighing like the uh, side effects or risks, right? So so there you go. Trying to keep it real over here, but again, this verse. My version is a career a slaying. Yeah. Merry Christmas to me. I accepted a fantastic, fantastic position with a new company and I am celebrating over here. Okay, the next verse is seven swans a swimming. My version, a sweet girl a grinning. That, of course, is in reference to my daughter. It is not lost on me that many, many people in our life, close and acquaintances, have made note, made a point to tell me how my daughter has just absolutely blossomed since we have been on our own. Uh, That's not by chance. Um, Her confidence has just gone through the roof Our relationship has grown incredibly close. We've always been close, but we've grown closer the older that she's gotten and the more time that we've had on our own. Creating a healthy, happy home life for your kids, sheltered from fear or violence or bad situations, typically does nothing but nurture our kids, right? This is why I struggle horribly, horribly with people who stay in unhealthy relationships for the kids. Oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let your kids be witness to, be a part of, carry anxiety for all of their parents' unhappiness and uh, horrible, horrible uh, examples, right? So I did that. I mean, I did that. I stayed in a marriage uh, for longer than I should have probably with the idea that we're going to get through these next few years. The kids are all going to go off to college. Our stresses will be lower. He'll get healthier. Everything will come together. It's going to be fine. We just have to get through the next few years. Hey, guess what? That is not a good idea. (laughs) That in 
like all honesty, like that is a horrific idea to model really bad behavior for kids over the course of years just perpetuates bad decisions. Kids just tend to model their parents' behavior. So if they watch you in an unhealthy relationship or marriage, they are privy to your fears, your anxieties, your arguments, your name calling, your bad behavior for a long course of time. It becomes very normalized and they typically seek out the similar behavior patterns and characteristics and personality features in their own partners and then they get to live out all of that shit for themselves one day. Yeah, bad idea bad idea. I, if there's one thing I am proud of with all of the guilt and shame um, that initially comes with a quote unquote failed marriage, that's how most of us feel when a marriage ends. Like, oh, we failed. It was, we, we have broken up. Things are, you know, split. We, all of the negative connotations that come with divorce. I've kind of gotten past that or I'm still trying to. I'm still trying to heal from all of that shit. What I do know to be true is that I, thankfully, have finally modeled very, very healthy choices for my daughter. I left an unhealthy relationship. She knows that. She knows how hard of a decision that was for me. And she knows that I did that for her and for myself. That may sound a slight tad bit selfish. Hey, guess what? It's not. It's not. I have zero control over my ex's actions, decisions, behaviors, happiness, health, all of that. I have zero control over that. I know that now. I am so damn proud (laughs) of separating myself and my daughter from a bad situation to create a new life for ourselves. That is the best thing that has come from everything. That is where my focus is. I work every day to remind myself that we are on our own by choice because our health and our happiness and our peace matters. End of story, bottom line, I am so thrilled to say that my sweet girl is grinning because I know that I am responsible for a little bit of that. God, this is so much heavier than I wanted it to be. (laughs) I wanted it to be funny and little good quips and lighthearted, but it's not that much. But here's a little one. Eight maids of milking, a podcast of killing. <laughs> Thanks to you guys, my listeners. I have a very successful little podcast on my hands. Who knew that something with the title of man shopping would catch on, not only for women, but men too. It absolutely delights me that a significant portion of my listeners are indeed men. 
I really didn't see that coming. If you listen to my early podcasts, I absolutely was aiming my message solely at women. That was by design. I My whole mission was to help single moms, to help divorced women, to help single women later in life feel like they're not alone, like they're related to. And then I started getting messages from men that my messages, my stories, my life resonated with them too. You guys, I have a real big heart. I want to be inclusive. It was just kind of the sweetest surprise to know that I have both men and women listening on the other side of this thing and it's making a difference. I mean, sure, like I'm learning from talking into this microphone too. I'm not shy about that. This is a big sense of self-discovery and a learning tool for me and helping me to become the person that I want to be like the best version of myself. But I definitely am trying to impact the lives of others and spread a little joy and give people a little bit of hope and um, optimism and faith that they can live a happy, fulfilled life alone if that is the path that they're, you know, where their life leads them. Um, So a podcast, a killing is kind of awesome. I was very strategic marketing my podcast at the beginning, asking for the support of loved ones and friends to rally around me so that I could make a bold splash in the podcast world. And hey, guess what? It worked. I put a lot of effort and Um, hours and like my blood, sweat and tears into this thing. And I have gotten out of it way more than I ever expected. So if you follow me on social media or listen to me talk, I sometimes um, share accomplishments, download numbers, number of cities that my podcast has been listened to. It's certainly not to brag it's to thank you. <laughs> like, I'm just one woman and a microphone, right? That's it. Without listeners sharing my podcast, posting things on social media, telling people about man shopping with Stacy, like, none of this happens. So, thank you for listening and for sharing. That's how podcasts work. I say it all the time. It's just like when you read a good book. It's word of mouth, it's sharing with others, and I appreciate it so very much. Okay, next up, Nine Ladies Dancing. My version is some fun romancing. (laughs) Some, I mean, yeah, a little bit. I try to have fun in my dating life. I try to go in with an open mind. I try to learn. I try to keep, you know, mild expectations and not get ahead of myself. I have said I try a few times now, right? Like I'm still learning. But hey, guess what? I have had some fun romancing. If you've listened to some of my previous episodes, I tell stories. It's been fun, you guys. Dating doesn't have to suck. It just doesn't. 
I mean, it's hard to get through, you know, months and years of online dating without getting burned or hurt, getting pissed off or disappointed or even heartbroken. Such is life. I mean, that is that is life, that is love, that is dating. It's complicated and it is tremendously complicated as an adult with complications of finances, career, you know, deep-seated morals and children and visions of a future and all of these things. I it's incredibly fucking complicated. But that does not mean that it can't be fun, it can't be lighthearted, it can't be meaningful, it can't be purely just beautiful and blissful and fantastic. I still have hope for all of those flowery pretty adjectives too. I haven't lived all of that, but saying that I've had some fun romancing, yeah, I have. I've seen little glimmers of what I am hopeful for. And those little glimmers and those little characteristics and personality traits and behaviors and experiences that I've had kind of cumulatively like show me that hey, it's it's possible. Like it is possible for me to find everything that I'm looking for, not in perfection, not in like a perfect sense, but you know, there's some guy out there that possesses, you know, the the main things that I am looking for and hopefully he finds the same in me. And I'm a believer. I just am. I hope that you still are too. And if you're just getting started, I hope that you're not so like, you know, uh, dissuaded by all the negativity that does surround dating, especially online dating later in life. I I hope that you can go in with an open mind and look forward to some fun romancing too. Okay, moving on. 10 Lords of Leaping. Here's a good one. Some great sleeping. I talked about this on the brighter side of being single. I have the gift of sleep. I always have. It is a gift. I can fall asleep pretty much anywhere. I can be awakened and go right back to sleep. I can. But let me just tell you how much I value a good night's sleep. And that is exactly what I get as I share my bed with no one. Literally no one. Um, My dog sleeps on the floor and I sleep so soundly. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And Uh, Yeah, I miss cuddling. Yes, of course, I miss spooning. And hell yeah, I mean, I miss forking sometimes too, right? Yes, I do. But, but I sure do love some great sleeping. Moving on. 11 Pipers Piping. Some major swipe swiping. (laughs) Swiping, of course, referring to (gasps) the only dating app I've ever used, Bumble. Some major swipe swiping. Yes, I have done a lot of swiping. I would say uh, 10,000 to one left over right for sure. But I've swiped right enough to have a fair amount of online 
messaging within the Bumble app to have given my number out handful of times, shared some witty banter and some bullshit going nowhere texting. I've done all of that at this point. And quite frankly, I'm grateful for all of the experience. I am. I'm not great at it. Like I have met some women, well, actually a couple men too, who have had like just, I mean, seriously incredible online dating profiles. Like really like knock your socks off. Uh, Yeah, I want to meet that person kind of thing going on. And they are really good at the dating game. Like very engaging, very articulate, funny, like really solid at all of it. They make me feel lazy. Um, They really do. I have some close friends that I like aspire to be as good as them. And in fact, I've had like some contributors. I have a close girlfriend that was like, you'd really need to put your podcast out there front and center on your Bumble. She's like, I mean, don't brag about it. Don't like make a big scene about it. Don't emphasize it, but you need to disclose it because she, her rationale was like, if I didn't, outwardly say that I'm a podcaster and make it easy for a man to find my podcast and my Instagram account and see what I'm all about. Like it may feel misleading or like I'm trying to cover something up or I'm not being genuine or honest or whatever. And hey, guess what? I think she's right. Um, I've only been on Bumble for a minute this go around and I have seen the effects of having the podcast kind of out there in the open and hidden. And I am a believer that it should be out there. And what I I was doing previously was kind of like, you know, meeting someone and then being like, oh, hey, by the way, (laughs) like, hey, by the way, I have this like alter ego online, uh, man shopping. Uh, don't, it's, it's not, it's not like condescending. I am not a man basher. Like I would find myself like trying to explain myself after the fact, rather than just like putting it out there, letting guys like explore, look it up if it matters to them, hit me with questions. Like that's what's happening now. And it is so much better, so much better. And um, I'll just tee this up that, I mean, I recently experienced a really, really exciting swipe right. So stay tuned. 12 drummers drumming. You guys were on the last verse. No more hum humming. I am doing anything but hum humming through life. (laughs) Like I am not just rowing the boat. I am not just like waiting, trying to keep my head above water, like just getting through one day at a time, like struggling. I'm living you guys like as best I can. There are days and I'm not joking. There are days that I do like damn near next to nothing. Um, That's necessary for me. There are days that I get up early with my dog. I take her for her little walk and then I literally never leave my couch. And I'm not kidding. Um, That would be like a Saturday that Lainey's not here when I am burnt out. Uh, Absolute complete exhaustion. I do that to myself 
sometimes. And I have the luxury of a Saturday all to myself and alone where I do nothing but decompress, literally veg out to stupid television, um, sleep, take a bath, watch a movie, go to bed. Um, That happens for me. But most days I'm running hard and it's not just to keep myself busy. It's not to avoid my feelings. It's not to like be overscheduled. I I make plenty of time for downtime and, you know, self-care, all of that. I do. But I'm doing like... I'm packing in life, man. I am taking in experiences. I typically say yes before I say no to meeting people, to getting out there, to spending time with my friends and family. I am living and I am loving it. Absolutely loving it. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm showing up for people in my life. I am just fucking happy. You know, I just am. I'm just happy. I don't feel like I'm ho-humming along in a pointless, meaningless, you know, grind. I am trying to, you know, like make a difference in the world. And I'm trying to improve upon myself as a human being, as a mom, as a person, as a, you know, wanna be girlfriend one day maybe <laughs> like I'm trying I'm trying to be a good daughter I'm trying to be a good sister like I'm trying man um and I feel pretty good about it pretty good I fall short I'm I'm sure that plenty of people in my life could could bitch about um who I've been for them or like how I've let them down but I mean all I can do is try to do better going forward right so that's what I'm trying to do Drum, drum, drumming my way forward, right? Like the little drummer boy. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. You guys, I did it. I made it through 12 verses of the 12 days of Christmas. So to recap, let's do this. Okay, to be fair, I have practiced this a couple of times and I suck. So this is not going to go smoothly, but bear with me. I really think it's important to summarize this, okay? On the first day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me my first year of bad debt free. On the second day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me a sense of love and my first year of bad debt free. On the third day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me a crystal clear lens, a sense of love and my first year of bad debt free. On the fourth day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. On the fifth day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me wide spread wings, only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. Shoo, holy shit, I kind of am getting this. Hang on. On the sixth day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me a career a slain, wide spread wings, 
only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. On the seventh day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me a sweet girl a-grinning, a career a-slaying, wide-spread wings, only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. On the eighth day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me a podcast a-killing, a sweet girl grinning, a career a-slain, wide-spread wings, only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. On the ninth day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me some fun romancing, a podcast a-killing, a sweet girl a-grinning, a career a-slaying, wide-spread wings, only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. On the 10th day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me some great sleeping, some fun romancing, a podcast a-killing, a sweet girl a-grinning, Career a slain, wide spread wings, only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. On the 11th day of Christmas, my ex loves gave to me some major swipes swiping, some great sleeping, some fun romancing, a podcast a killing, a sweet girl a grinning, a career a slain, wide spread wings. Only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. Okay, let's do this together now. On the 12th day of Christmas, my ex-loves gave to me no more hum-humming, some major swipe swiping, some great sleeping, some fun romancing, a podcast a-killing, a sweet girl a-grinning, a career a-slaying, wide-spread wings, only kind words, a crystal clear lens, a sense of love, and my first year of bad debt free. I know it's corny. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Thank you so much for listening to my second ever Christmas-themed podcast really, really means the world to me that you guys are listening to the podcast, that you're sharing it with others that you think it might help or brighten their day. Can't thank you enough. And up next in episode 34, you better believe I'm going to come up. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to come up with another Christmas Carol themed podcast episode about being single at Christmas time. Just bank on it. (laughs) If you haven't already, please consider clicking on the buy me a coffee link to help support the show to help me um, pay Alex and for all of my subscription fees. Totally appreciate it. And if that's not in the cards, it would mean so much to me if you would just refer a friend to the podcast or give me a five star rating if you think I'm deserving or take a minute and write me a good review on Apple, that would be a great Christmas gift.